Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 122. So Naval tweeted something out a couple days ago. He basically said, you can either support free markets or physical power, which means violence. And I agree with this. I think that's correct. The problem that Naval doesn't address is that markets aren't free. Certainly not anymore. Markets are broken. In every market I look at right now, I see a broken market. I see market failures. Look at banking. It used to be that when banks made a bad loan, they wrote it off and that hit their profit. It hit their capital. Now, today, when banks make a bad loan, they sell it to the Federal Reserve at par at full value because the banks own the Federal Reserve. Literally, (laughs) that's not a metaphor. The Federal Reserve is privately owned and it has the right to print money. And it does. It prints money for the banks that own it. Just since coronavirus started, the Federal Reserve has bought over three trillion dollars of assets, mostly from the banks. That's three trillion with a T. And almost all of that money has flowed directly to rich people to bail them out, just like what happened in 2008. Now, all of this money printing also reopened the debt markets. And that helped along with these mindless passive funds, these passive ETFs, to inflate stock prices. And so we're now in another stock market bubble. But it's all artificial. It's not natural. And that's an enormous market failure. Enormous. (laughs) And all of this increases income inequality like, like nobody's business. And you see the same problem with the price of college. I mean, this is a market failure because student debt is artificially available. So college can just keep increasing their prices 5%, 6%, 7% a year, more than anyone could naturally pay. But you can pay with debt. You can sign up to to be a slave to your college debt for the rest of your life at a time when when college has become little more than, than a piece of paper. It's just a credential but it's necessary to get almost any traditional job these days. I mean, that is the sound of the system fucking you. (laughs) When the cost of entry into the economy is an intolerable amount of debt. Same problem with healthcare. There's no free market in healthcare. Most areas have two hospitals. So that's not a choice. Two choices isn't choice. It's a false choice. It's a duopoly where market prices get distorted by by collusion and pricing power. I mean, you have charge master prices and balanced billing and HMOs being incentivized to increase the cost of healthcare because their revenue is a cut of the total costs. <laughs> Get this, did you know, did you know that Medicare isn't allowed by law 
to use its scale to negotiate cheaper prices. <laughs> it literally can't negotiate prices down for you. And why? Well, because the fucking healthcare lobbyists, the fucking pharma lobbyists, bribed the right politicians. That's why. And that's not a free market. That's a market failure. So where are we? Well, let's see. Young people are forced to be wage slaves because of student debt. They can't quit their job because they have to have the health insurance. They can't afford a home. They can't afford to have children. They have nothing. <laughs> nothing. I think now more than half of people between the age of 18 and 29 are living with their parents. They have no stake in the system. They own nothing. And meanwhile, the boomers won't share their toys. And the boomers are insisting everyone stay inside six months later when the evidence clearly shows that young people have very little to fear from COVID. Except that because of COVID, they're going to get fired and they're going to lose their job and they're going to lose their health care and they're just going to have debt and no future and no chance at ever having a family. And instead, they get to move back in with mom and dad. And boomers wonder why young people are desperate and angry. <laughs> boomers are wondering why Zoomers and millennials are marching in the streets. The race war is just a distraction. It's a distraction. This is a class war. It's a war between generations. And the rich and the old have distracted us so well that, that we have poor white people and poor black people fighting each other when they're really on the same side. Divide and fucking conquer. <laughs> it's a classic technique because it works. It works. Anyways, I want to end with a shout out to David Grabner, who died this week. For me, the main theme of his work is, is inversion. Thinking that, you know, maybe the causal relationships are the opposite of what we were always taught. So, for example, this idea that I think a lot of us were taught that barter led to money and that money led to credit provided by banks. Well, apparently that's a myth. And the reality was the opposite. Governments, states, forced people to take credit in the form of fiat money. Money they just made up. Wait, Matt, wait, hold on. How does a government force people to just accept money? Well, first, the state pays soldiers in this currency. And who is going to tell a group of men with swords or guns that their money isn't good here, <laughs> right? Second, the state forces people to pay their taxes in this fiat money, in this made-up currency. And again, tax collection is backed up by men with guns. And so debt is based in violence. Debt commands labor based on violence. And that's slavery. Every state is based on compelled labor and the means of control 
if it's not direct violence, is debt, which is indirect violence. Mortgage debt, student debt, credit card debt, auto loans. We are slaves to debt. Debt is slavery. Now, David Grabner, 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 I'm not sure how to pronounce it. David Grabner wanted a debt jubilee. And jubilees are general debt forgiveness. And they happen when the choice is between the elite giving up a fraction of their wealth and revolution. And in this country, the powers that be are doing everything in their power to avoid a jubilee. Instead, they're using the cover of COVID to print money, give the money to themselves, and grow their wealth at the expense of the rest of us. And that's not all. I mean, look at the destruction of small business that the lockdowns caused, that the hysteria around COVID caused. And now you have the BLM Antifa riots. I mean, at this point, the blue state governors and the rioters, they're basically working for Jeff fucking Bezos, destroying his competition. Now, Grabner helped to start Occupy Wall Street to draw attention to this growing inequality of wealth. Larger inequality doesn't just mean less opportunity. It doesn't just mean less freedom. Inequality and debt, well, they, they turn us into wage slaves in a system that is so deeply corrupt, so deeply corrupt, that a small anonymous group of, of corporate managers, lobbyists, and bureaucrats make decisions without any mechanism to stop them. You can't boycott them out. You can't elect them out. You can't protest them out. The system has trapped you into wage slavery in an atomized job. Now, Adam Smith, <laughs> going all the way back, Adam Smith was right. Specialization of labor is more efficient. But Grabner, along with Douglas Adams, by the way, but Grabner, he correctly identified the problem. These jobs, these modern jobs, have no dignity. They have no dignity. They don't nourish the soul. And the average person when they realize that almost everyone else feels this same sense of alienation, when they sense that something is profoundly wrong, well, they start to read things like, like Ted Kaczynski's Industrial Society and its Future. And they find themselves nodding along. And they realize that either something changes or more and more people, like them, are going to see only one option remaining. That's all I got. I'll catch you next week.